What's up, kickbackers? This is Sabrina with my girl Sharika and our brother EB, inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of The Kickback. What's good, Kickback family? It's your boy EB, and I am here with two of my nearest and dearest. Actually, I'm here with three people, um, but just one I can't necessarily say nearest and dearest because you just can't be calling or putting labels on people who maybe don't want those certain labels. And we'll talk a little bit about labels later on in this podcast. But I'm here with Sharika and Sabrina, and we got a special guest that will be introduced um, after Sabrina gives her temp check. Um, So Sharika will go after me for the sake of today's podcast. And we'll be talking about some good stuff. So hopefully you are locked and loaded or you driving or you chilling or maybe you have sleep and just trying to have some white noise in the background and that white noise happened to be the kickback family um this your boy um today's temp check for me is about an 82 in 82 um me for me y'all know feeling good feeling great but because ran into a DIYer who lives in my new neighborhood um who loves the lord you know, that's always important for people to do. And if you don't love the Lord, hey, that's a great place for you to listen and get to know a little bit about the Lord while we talk. Also knows a little bit about the organization that I work for. And lastly, does quality work for the low. Like the man do so so much of good work, you'll think that he'll drug deal on the side. That's how good <laughs> his he do a little bit of everything from accent walls to painting to mountain stuff. Like, Ooh. but I, yeah, he like he definitely, movie. he definitely travels. He got a little bit like, so he was just quoting us on some stuff and I'm just like, hold on. Like that's, that's everything. Or is that's just like, just the material. And he was like, Oh no, that's material labor. Like I'm not here to kill people heads. I just literally his words, um, got tired of working for a specific man. Um, you can fill in the blank on what that, word comes before man um and he, he was just like hey I, I know how to do some stuff and i'll figure it out if i can't but just the type of work that he's been able to do just in our community or stuff that i see on our group page i'm like who is this brother and can he swing by my house to just give us some quotes uh, so we're waiting on the final quote to see if he can do like a full sweep of the house so that's the great stuff um i guess that's why my temp is there my father finding for the week this week um I already told y'all daycare is expensive and I told y'all how we happy and blessed that little EJ gets to go lock in with Maggie, who is a friend and a family of um, the three of us and of the show. But also like some parents and I'll use my wife specifically, y'all get a little too emotional sending y'all kids to daycare. Like I'm ready for this to be up at this house. Like I'm on vacation this week where he was supposed to start vacation this week, but because of a scheduling conflict and getting into the center that we actually wanted to get is I had to be home with him all week. And I say had to, yes, I had to. I know y'all probably already thinking like, this is your first one, you just starting out. It's only been two months and this is how you feel. Absolutely. I was on vacation this week so I can try to get some stuff done around the house while he was at daycare and that did not work out. And when he starts daycare next week, guess where I'm at? You guessed it. I'm back at the office. This is ridiculous. Um, And then for the sake of our podcast and hopefully our guest, um, I doubt he will, but hopefully our guest doesn't get offended by the song choice of the week. But it comes from the one and the only um, our brother um, who name starts with an A, ends with an N, and it's only four letters. It says, I'm steady trying to find the motive. Why I do what I do. (laughs) 
Oh, the freedom ain't God. getting no closer. No matter how far no, I go, far I let's go. <laughs> uh, but locked up by Akon for the sake of the podcast <laughs> and for little giggles. <laughs> Sharika, how you doing? Sabrina, how you doing? Dang. First of all, don't do my friend EJ like that. You know it was a privilege and a blessing to be able to chill with him all week, EB. Don't do him like that because I know he is an angel. And you didn't even send me a picture, even though you've been home all week. That's neither here nor there. I just can't come. I just had to start out with there's no e EJ slander on this podcast, please. Thank you. Um, beyond that, I am doing amazing. Oh, what are we, three weeks? Three weeks or less, two, two and a half weeks, whatever it is. We almost done with the rest of this year. I consider, even though, you know, the last week or so I'm on vacation. So basically once I'm out of work, I consider the year pretty much over and I'm on chill mode and I cannot wait. My temp is 75. Um, oh, and the best part of the end of the year is hardly nobody be in the office and you'd be like, oh, praise God, people ain't harassing your soul. Even though I will say this today, somebody told me an email I sent them was condescending. I've ne never been told that before. I've always been told I've been extremely nice, professional, and helpful. So I actually wasn't offended. I was actually a little like, okay, it wasn't condescending, but whatever. I I didn't even feel bad about it because I knew I was not condescending. That's neither here nor there. I'm all over the place, as you guys can tell, but. My song is, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas because I'm ready to go and get out of this place. Sabrina, make some sense out of the nonsense. I think you made a lot of sense. And what gave me joy was that condescending email because I was like, that's right, Sharika. Like that is not a side of you that I have ever seen or known, but I love that for you. And before the listeners you know, get me wrong. What I mean by that is sometimes, and I don't think Sharika is a people pleaser, but I think sometimes when people are so used to talking to you one kind of way and they try it and you push back a little bit, they're like, oh, you know, whatever. So I'm like, hmm, later on, I'm going to have to get the details because I think probably what happened is Sharika just checked someone as we should because we train people how to treat us. And then they were like, oh, you know, wah, 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 but I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> So good for you, Sharika. <laughs> um, my temp, I am so happy. It's the holiday. Side note, did y'all know Ludacris can act? You I did not. Fast and Furious. Like yes. Like yeah, like he's an movies? actor. Yeah. You never seen Fast and the Furious? I maybe have seen. <laughs> there are about eight of them but i maybe saw the first one years ago but i don't even remember him being in that um i saw him in concert when he came to florida for the strawberry festival but the other day i was just on the on the interwebs and i was like i need to watch a christmas movie every day if i can so i saw this dashing through the snow and i was like that looks like ludicrous <laughs> It's a really good movie. I was like, oh, he can really act. So that's an early recommend. So my mood is very joyful. Even though it's Christmas, I live in Florida. I'm going to hit him with a sunny and 75. But my song, y'all, you know, I got to see Beyonce in Tampa. 
then again in Noah, and I got to see her again this week in the Renaissance film. When I tell you, I never thought I was one of those people who'd be like, oh, a star, I'm crying. When I tell you when it started, and she started with Dangerously, and like, I was crying. And my husband's looking at me like, what is wrong? Get a hold of yourself. So I cried at the beginning. I cried when she talked about her daughter's journey. And all I'm going to say is this, because this is not the Beyonce podcast, but if you had the opportunity to see it, please, we've said this before, I'll say it again. If you think she's overrated, go see it, please. She deserves every dollar, every accolade, and honestly more that she gets. It was amazing. Go see it. And for whatever reason in my area, the theaters are not packed. Like there are only six people in the theater, including my husband and I. But I sang every song. I got up, I did whatever without disturbing anybody's peace. I wouldn't have done that had it been packed. But I was like, ain't nobody in here. And I wasn't super loud. So definitely go see that. And my song, which kind of goes along with what we're talking about is Beyonce's My Power. This, that rhythm, this, that lightning, this, that burn, this ain't no perm. This, that nappy, this, that herb. She's going into (laughs) this, that kinfolk, this, that skinfolk, this, that war, this, that bloodline. Shout out to our special guest who's in my bloodline on the front line. Ready for war? Where are you going to run? Tell me, get loose. And then at the end, she says, my power they'll never take. Ah, and she's a great growler. I wasn't that great, but that was my, that was my poor attempt. But I just love that energy of like, y'all can say whatever about me, write whatever about me, talk whatever about me, but you can't take, like, I'm still who I am, right? You can't mm-hmm. take my power. And on that note, I'll have to give this little shout out to our special Yes. Um. Once again, I got a sibling on the pod. This just fell into our lap. My younger brother, CJ. Um, CJ, can I give your government, or you want me to just leave it at CJ? I will just keep it right there. Okay. Right. We'll keep it right there. <laughs> okay. So my younger mm-hmm. brother, CJ, is with us on the pod. I would say probably even more so than my sister. CJ was definitely my first best friend because we are so close in age. We're 18 months apart. Yes, (laughs) we were only 18 months apart. And when we were younger, this is crazy because my brother is what we call in the black community, high yellow. But like people would ask my parents if (laughs) people would ask my parents if we are twins, which I'll have to post on our Instagram, a picture of us when we were young um, and a picture of us now maybe. But Uh, It was because I was like stunted in my growth, but my brother had normal growth. So even though I was older than him, we were the same size. Sometimes our parents would dress us alike. We'd be running around. And my parents always told me when I was younger, all all I had to do would be like, come on, CJ. And he said he would just go wherever I would go, lead the way. I love to tell this story of one time we were going to pick my sister up from cheerleading practice. And I was like, come on, CJ, let's go feed the cows. So we like jumped over this fence, had a few strawberries, trying to feed the cows and the cows like turn on us, are chasing us. I got a whoop in that time. How, I don't know, my, but my parents were like, I know you're the one that got CJ to go over that fence. Same thing when I burned the house down. Me and CJ were home, by the way, but somehow my parents knew, Sabrina, it had to finish you. <laughs> so then when we got older uh really cj left me in the desk in high school he wouldn't even tell people i was his sister he was living his own life he was like i'm separate i do my own thing but i'm happy (laughs) Um, 
So CPAC just found its own way, but we are very connected. We grew up in the same church. We grew up going to camp together and just side by side. So CJ, welcome to the pod. Tell us how you're feeling. What's your tip? Um, this is my first time doing so. Um, hot boy, but I stay frosty, so I'm gonna say about an 80 with the wind chill of like a 30. But um, it's nice to be here. Nice Let's to, go. Uh, nice to back, I know. I'm here nice for it. Back to um these these folks that I knew from back in the day. You know, it's always good to touch back to the roots and the basis of things. You know, but um. Um, like I said, I'm not too familiar with it, but um, I, I guess I got to find a song, too. Um, I'm rocking with a bit, bro. You know, that Akon, you can never go wrong with that one, because that's always a classic. Convict music. Um, what else? On the day, the day was a, um, a pretty straight day. Um, I had a little, a little trouble. I tried to get my exercise in, ride the bike. I went, put some air in the tire before I got two blocks away. The tire was flat again, so. Okay. You know, so um, man. Um, really ain't got too much to say, though. Ready to get to this podcast thing. Okay. Well, thank you. And in CJ's defense, I was talking to my mom earlier because we have some special guests lined up for this month. Mm -hmm. And CJ just happened to be home. And I've been trying to get him on the pod for a while. So I was like, Mom, (laughs) CJ, to stay. Tell him to dial in right now. So that's why CJ's like, I don't really know what's going on. But here I am. He didn't have a lot of prep. But it's... It's totally fine. Uh, So here we are. um, And we talked about last week how we have this series of being your best you and being your best self. Sharika, can you expound on that again? Because I don't want to mess up the vision. So basically, um, as we wrap up 2023, you know, people always prepare, you know, start the new year and they have their new year's resolution. So I said, you know, I... I thought, you know, it'd be a good idea to start prepping for the new year. You know, some people about the resolution, some people not about resolutions, but I think we should all be trying to always be the best versions of ourselves. So I thought, let's do this last month of the year, um, focusing on um, how to prep and prepare ourselves for the best version of ourselves. So I thought we could have different people on to share their experiences their um whatever they feel comfortable sharing and what we can learn from those people and take that into our own lives and help that form our next steps to becoming the best versions of ourselves mm-hmm. right. and That's with right. <laughs> with that being said i'll share and then um of course we'll just toss questions around cj is doing great he is in north carolina where i'm from and he's thriving that being said, there are about 10 years of his life were in and out. Am I right? Was it 10 years, CJ, in and out? You skip the beat. That's it. Okay, yeah. So about 10 years of his life where he was dealing with being what we would say vacation, an extended vacation, in jail, right? So he'd be in and out for 10 years of his life. So in this episode, we really want to talk about CJ's journey and being the best version of himself, how he got to where he was in and out 10 years, his mindset then, and his mindset now. So CJ, do you want to just start at the beginning? Like before you want to talk about a little bit how you grew up and then maybe how you got into trouble the first time or it's whatever you want to share or not share. That being said, I always like to ask uh, people who've been in and out about those dang swole cakes. So can you talk about the swole cakes? Yesterday, but 
Oh, All right, go ahead, Siege. Um, a, a real chill and cool environment. A lot of love here, you know. Um, it just comes with, I don't know, a, a lot, a lot of it's to deal with, with the way people speak to people. They don't understand what they're saying. Like it starts with the growing up. Um, it teaches the young women to do this, and they teach the young men to do that, and that comes with a lot of pride and ego. So I guess that was a lot to do with it too, you know, growing up, young man, you got to be like this and you got to move like this and whatever, whatever. But yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. But um, a couple of bad decisions with everybody is going to make in life, you know, it's not just a, a, a youth thing. It's going to be something that you're going to do throughout life, but you live and you learn. And, you know, that's the, the end of the vision. You learn to be better, but yeah, I made some bad decisions, try to um, do it on my own for myself. Um, not to forget the high power in it. So, you know, trying to lean on my own little understanding and yeah, it was put in a place where I can lean all I wanted to. But um, sorry. Yeah, it's um it's it's one of those situations that it's really something I'm not gonna say that I feel like everybody should because everybody has their own selves within themselves or within that life that they're living, but it is a, a growing experience though, you know, it's something that you could Actually, it's applicable to life anywhere because a lot of people are like, oh, you go to jail, you got to do this, you got to do that. And it's just, it's like life. Um, they say once you go to this place, you got to do this or this place, you got to do that. But it's all about how you carry yourself and, um, well, standing on your principles, but also letting go of the, 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 the ego part of the principles. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, yeah, um, I don't know, man. I'm more of a, a question person. No, that's fine. We'll ask you some questions. Um, I'm going to give Evie and Shrika another second before they ask you their first questions. But my question is, the first time you were in, were you, was it like terrifying? Because I've asked you a couple of times, what's jail like? And you've been like, it's just like the outside. People fight on the inside, people fight on the outside. People, you're still going to be yourself. But can you share that perspective with the listeners? How did you feel the first time and what was it like? It is nerve-wracking because, um, especially if you have anxiety and whatnot. I mean, you know, your first place is somewhere you you don't know how to how to feel about it. You don't know how people want to treat you. You just go on my hearsay of what these people said it was, but that's their experience. But yeah, it was um like like your first experience because yeah, everybody know what they're taught about jail. You go to jail, you're gonna have to fight every day, and, and it's gonna be big people, and they're gonna want to do this, that, and the third, and whatever, whatever. But um, luckily, in my experience, um, I knew uh, most of the people in there, which is not a good thing to say, but yeah, so it wasn't um, all the way bad, but you know, I had, um, but that, that, that's a blessing in disguise because the Lord still puts people in, in your path, no matter how rugged the road is, so he still put people in your path to, to give you comfortability, so you know, I mean, yeah, it was nerve-wracking at first, like, man, I got to be in here, I can't go nowhere, it stinks. Ain't nothing but guys in here plucking toenails, slicking boogers. I mean, it's just crazy. But you know, it, it turned out to be a like I said, it's not the best experience, but uh, I can't say it's been the worst because there's a lot more worse things that could happen in life. So, mm. yeah. absolutely, definitely a lot of worse things that can happen in life. And you shared some of those, I guess, highlights of some of the things that people just see, or even speculation or assumptions that some people hear about jail. Um, let's kind of go back, if you if you don't mind, CJ, 
that first interaction um, with law enforcement when you went to jail? Just because I know sometimes people have interactions with police and then they, you know, I won't say get lucky, but they don't go to jail on that that instance or in that situation. But that first arrest, that first mugshot, that first, oh, dang, that sale just closed. Or if you were in gym pop, like you was in a dorm, like what was that like for you? Um, uh, I don't know. I got um, sometimes my mind is real optimistic. Like by the end of the day, I was like, man, I'm gonna wake up and this all just a dream. But nah, mm-hmm. man. But uh, yeah, it was um um a, a big cloud of stupidity um with with, with some embarrassment in there. Um, it's a mad emotion that I can't even think of right now. But it was uh, and like you when you said the mugshot, it was perfect because you can see like 30 different emotions on that one face. Like man, I can't believe this right here, man. It's what I'm doing right here. This is uh, this what I'm out here doing. But yeah. Yeah, man. A humbling experience. Humbling. That actually, that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, as you mentioned, as which is so true, everybody has moments in their lives where they do, you know, stuff. They do silly stuff. They do stupid stuff. You know, everybody make mistakes. That's like, that's life. And, but sometimes, but did you really think that it was going to result in jail? That's because I'm like, especially as a young person, you know, we sometimes feel like we, we, we won't really have to real, like it won't like real life ain't going to end up in that way. Did you really think that it was going to end that way? Or did you think it was going to be like, you know, cause sometimes you see people get off on stuff all the time. Right. Um, I, I say this all the time. Um, I, it's one of the things that you know that can happen, but you really don't expect it until it's mm-hmm. right there in your. I say this all the time. I, I I knew what I signed up for. I was out there living wrong, and that, that that's one of the reciprocals of what could happen. So uh, that's my thing. I I know. I tell folks this all the time. They be getting in trouble. I'm like, you know what you signed up for? If you keep putting your hand on the stove, you signed up to get your hammer. So yeah, I know what you, I signed up for. I guess I was thinking because you know. Like- like some, especially people that's not necessarily of our race, sometimes they get off on stuff that we may not have the same experience. So did you feel like any part, like, I understand, I appreciate that you like, I understand, I, basically, did you feel like you knew somebody else or you knew other situations where other people were like, it wasn't that serious for them, but it was, did you feel un, like it was unfair in any way? That's kind of where I was kind of asked. What you're saying? Um, I don't want to mention his name, but um, um, Brina, you were um. Not my um, ex-boyfriend. Gang- <laughs> don't say his know? name. Yeah. Don't say his name. Yeah. But some people who know him but, listen to the five. <laughs> right, right, but 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 like she was saying, it, it, it's it's about the same because um, around that time we had both did similar things, but um, he just got a slap across the wrist and and they kind of um just cuffed mine. So you know, uh, mm. yeah. I, um, to that situation, yeah, I feel like it, it could have been different, or maybe um, I don't know, maybe it was a color thing, or um, maybe my my parents wasn't in a high enough position like theirs was, or whatever, whatever. But uh, uh, I, I take accountability, so yeah, if I would have never been in that situation, it'll never been the same. But like you were saying, yeah, um, yeah I believe it could have, and it should have went different, but uh, that just wasn't my path, though. So mm. you know. Yeah, I was thinking of that too as Sharika was reframing her question because the person that uh, my brother's referring to who also grew up in the same church as us, camp as us, 
his parents were pastors, his skin is white, and his charge was actually way worse than CJ's. He had an attempted murder charge. I kid y'all not. And um, straight off, straight off. Yeah, and uh, no probation. <laughs> no probation or anything. His parents came and um, they put a uniform on him. His parents showed up in uniforms. And he had several infractions like after that as well. I think, I don't know if he ever ended up spending any time. <laughs> he maybe eventually, oh. no, he kept getting off because they would send him to a rehab center. They'd go to court and be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, I had no business dating that little boy anyway, because that's one of CJ's little friends. That's two years younger, but that's <laughs> camp stuff. That's a conversation for, for another day. Um, something I did realize once my brother was in the system is how many, like CJ said, people you don't even know are in the system. So I was thinking about some friends or whatever that I guess hadn't seen in a while. I'm like, whatever happened to good old... James or I haven't seen Chad and then I talked to CJ and he'd be like oh they were here it's like what (laughs) (laughs) that is so facts and yes most of the time they were black guys that I had gone to school with or just CJ and I we grew up in down south Rocky Mount is considered the hood and I was just (laughs) shocked by how many people from the hood you just think they moved away and it's like no they're locked up so my question is CJ how much does it actually mean to receive a letter or when somebody puts money on your tab? Because we know the Bible says like, oh, don't forget people in jail. Like, does it really make a difference or not as much? I forgot the Bible did say that, but it means uh, the world within that world that you're living in, because I've seen some people, they get mad and, and just want to start rise because they're not reciprocating the same, well, getting the same love that they see everybody else getting. Um, or sometimes they're, they're just messed up like, well, I ain't getting no visitation, so I'm uh, I'm gonna go um, throw t- toilet tissue out there, at the COs or something. So, so they'll they'll shut it down, so nobody gets visitation. Um, they do say misery loves company in it, and that is a a, a visual thing in there because some people they're just not so. It does take a, a a highly elevated mental person to be like, you know what? Um, let me come over here and speak to them, and before they they get into their their mopey mode and mess it up for everybody in it. And that that still is granted. Some people make the best out of it and it's good for some people, but that still is um, a war school, you know. So yeah, yeah, it means the world. Letters, visitations, phone calls. Yeah, y'all, y'all definitely put smiles on my face. I was getting those letters and whatnot, you know, picking up the phone. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, it meant a lot. Definitely. Misery definitely loves company. And oftentimes, I don't think people realize that that's really what they're even dealing with, because a lot of times it's something that a person is dealing with, I guess you could say, internally. Now, CJ, so because of, you know, how me and Sharika and Sabrina, we operate and people who we have the privilege to love on and lead and minister to through life or just the relationships that we have or people who look up to us, like maybe as somebody who they like they know both sides like they know the street life they know the choice that they make sometimes isn't always the best but they also know um or they enjoy those decisions at times but they also know right from wrong per se what would you say to somebody who on the fence of like should i live the life that i should be living by making the best choices possible or should i dive into the street life um like what is jail like for them like because i know you kind of alluded a little bit to it but from the toenails to the boogers to basically somebody 
using the bathroom right in front of you, like give people somewhat of the experience of why you probably wouldn't want to go to this place. Okay, so boom. <laughs> My first experience was I get in there, I ain't want to use the bathroom for nothing because it's an open dorm. It's like 40 grown men in the, in the open pile with bunk beds. I'm like, how, how, how do you use the bathroom? They're like, you got to use the same blanket that you lay on and put it over the toilet stall so you can use the bathroom in privacy. Wow. Um, the, 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 the showers, um, no curtain on it. So you got to, um, if the seals let you hang up a, a little nasty sheet, you, you can, you can shower in your privacy. Um, um, back to the, the, the random mopey people, you, you feel me? You might just, um, get beat up for no reason because that, that people didn't pick up the phone call or they caught, they got pushed back, um, um, stabbings and all that craziness. Um, um, people made knives out of toothbrushes. <laughs> it's crazy. In there. Um, there's some sharp minds in there that they, 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 they're still criminal, but they make the smartest thing. Like, um, they smoke out of Bible paper, um, the the little Bibles, the Gideon Bibles, uh, the the back Not the Lord. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Oh, so that's the Abraham, the Most High. Wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> All praises to the Most High. Y'all know what it is. Why y'all acting like that? Man, it's crazy in there, man. Um, uh, you, you you barely get any time to see the sun. That's why most people get so light skinned. You feel me? Um, the food garbage it's terrible um like in the song you referred to earlier the food is garbage yes sir he he he's been there before he that he speaks from experience because the food is garbage um i don't know um it, it, it's one of the situations like have you ever been in a situation where where like like say you're in the classroom and you're not agreeing with somebody and uh, at any time you can get up and leave but in that place there's no getting up and leave you're just there and, and you you go to sleep and wake up and you're still there with that same um, unfamiliar spirit that you don't like, eventually that something's going to give you family. If they don't leave, you leave, or one of us got to leave. So, yeah, um, I don't know, man. It, it's a lot of pressure behind there. It's, it's a, uh, you got to be um, strong mentally and physically and spiritually also. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. Were you on 23 hours of lockdown? Just curious. Or um, like, how's your setup? In PCDC, I was. Oh well, well a couple a couple times I went to the hole. You know, sometimes like I was saying, the pressure was too much, and I let the the the, the best of it get the best of me. But I prefer that because now I don't have to deal with everybody, and I can control myself more. You feel me? I don't have to worry about. Um, it's plenty of times you'll wake up and people are just fighting by your bunk, and you have nothing to do with it. But then after that, they're like, "Yeah, I seen you. You were doing this and third. So yeah, the twenty three, I, I I prefer that because now I have my solitude. You know. But yeah, um, a, a lot of people they can't deal with that. They they need someone to talk to or need someone to be around. So um, it, it's um, right hand, left hand, like to each his own type situation. Definitely. And so for our listeners who are unfamiliar with what that means, literally twenty three hours of you just in a cell. Sometimes might be a five by five or a ten by ten or eight by eight, um, and then you get an hour of what some would consider recreation time or free time outside of that cell or um, outside of that room. And also just cause I know we have some, you know, people who maybe you don't know people who've been locked up or maybe you do and you're not one of those people who show them love by picking up phone calls or writing letters. And I also wanna mention for some of you, cause you're like, I ain't got time to write. It's so easy where you can email a lot of people who are incarcerated now, like they'll get it on little tablets and stuff like that. Um, but the dormitory style is literally just imagine 
um, well, some, especially for some of our listeners, imagine an open cabin. Just imagine everybody at camp just in one cabin and there's just this open space where all bunks are together or are all twin beds are together. And there's no comforter, there's no sleeping bag. There's like these thin sheets with the AC piping and you're essentially freezing trying to make the best of it. I'm just processing it and taking it all in. Um, <laughs> no worries, Sharika. While, while you're processing, can I ask him a quick question about the food? Go ahead. All right. So CJ, you mentioned the food being bad, but one of the times when you were home, I saw you make this interesting thing. And I was like, what is that? Then you said it was a swole cake. And then every time I talk to other people about swole cakes, they're like, oh, I know about that. And it's always related to jail. So what is this swole cake that people make? And did you like it the first time? Was it something you learned to like? Why do y'all make it? Um, we call them steak cakes and, and swole. That's, um, that's the, the, the meal and the dessert. Um, oh. the, the steak, that's the sweet side. You, um, basically, you just mush everything up, uh, like the cookies, you know, put a little milk, you make that, use that for the icing and whatnot. You get all your favorite little Debbie cakes and put them all together on the icing and put it together, like crunks and M&Ms. That's the steak cake. But the swole is about the, about the exact same, but with um, noodles and, and chips. That's the main ingredients. But after that, some people use pickles and what. But that's one of the things... Um, it's real bad for your, your health, but it, it tastes better than that food and you, uh, it gives you something to do. You, uh, it does build bonds because a lot of folks, they just got the food or, or, or that's another thing like with the letters. They just got the food that they're given by the state that and then nobody's frightening them. They don't have no money coming in, so they can't get those little delicacies like a, a strawberry shortcake. So you make those with people and that, that builds bond, but that also means of people who don't have nothing like, yeah, we're about to plot on them because they make steak cakes every night. But, yeah, um, I don't know. Um, it, like I said, it wasn't nat um, necessarily good for you, but it was a lot better than the, whatever they were feeding us at that moment. And those three little meals, I mean, uh, they're like, um, what's the little, um, what you feed the kids, some little trays? Um, oh, the little lunchroom trays from elementary school? Lunch Lunchables. Like lunch lunchables, lunchables, lunchables. Lunch before a grown man. Right, right. So three lunchables a day, and they they be wondering why everybody mad. They hungry. They are depressed. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh yeah, the steak case. Yeah, a steak case on the floor. Uh, I made one the other day to be honest. The real. I know. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm like CJ. You're not in jail. You don't have to eat ramens and Doritos, but I feel like you kind of have a taste for it now. <laughs> I'm mean, thinking you're good now. You know, you gotta you gotta taste them at the right time. It's an acquired taste. You feel me? <laughs> you know. So I wanted to ask. I, this might sound weird, but sometimes, like you on YouTube, you can go and they'll have like a live feed in the jail. You can see people be making all kinds of stuff. I've seen people making pizza. I've seen all yeah. kinds of stuff. I, so how much connection, I guess, do you, you know, TV or what kind of connection do you guys, did the, did you have to the outside world, whether like internet or what kind of stuff did y'all have? Um, it just recently changed, but uh, well, when I was doing time, we didn't have um, all those um, tablets and whatnot. It was um, just basically phone calls and visitation, but now a lot has changed. Like, um, 
um, bro was saying earlier, they got tablets now. You can do visitation. You can get phone calls off the tablet. Um, but um, I don't know that the connection really. I haven't seen anything that 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 was in jail that wasn't out on the world. And they can get some of any everything in there. I mean, it, it's really the only difference is um, your yeah, the surveillance is a lot tighter because mm. you're in there and, and you're. Uh, they're recording you at all times on tape. They got CEOs supposed to come through every 10 to 15 minutes or whatever. But it, it's basically like the the world in a smaller domain, though. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it makes more criminals. Think about it. You're locking all the criminal minds up with all the criminal minds. It can't get no better. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get no better, and these are some straight up geniuses. So, like CJ, yeah. like um, what I, you know, just because you know, you never know who's gonna listen to the pod, and definitely don't want everybody to be like, oh, that CJ a snitch, he a rat, or oh, he telling them how the game go. What's one of the craziest stories that either you've heard or you've seen of how people get? Let's go with example how people get phones inside of the jail. Like I know mm-hmm. how some of that oh. stuff is done, but I know some of our listeners. Um, have no idea because sometimes people will say similar to what Sharika just said of like I see people on live on an Instagram or on Facebook and I'm like how are they doing this in jail like how do they got this flat screen TV up there like how did this how are they ordering pizza how are they eating the same stuff that I got out here like who 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 the Uber for these folks but what's one of the craziest <laughs> stories or some of the stuff that you've experienced or or you've heard okay okay so boom um it, it depends on it's different levels of, of jail like um what prison some of them brown clothes, green clothes, and fed. Fed, they got a lot easier. They they been having cell phones. Uh, that um the the fed, uh, they're more scared of the fed. They can have whatever. They got TVs in there, fans, and AC, whatever. Um, when it comes down to more of the state, that's when they're more um, it's more like um the poverty side when you go from fed to poverty. But the federal people that they were getting um big money type situation, like a whole bunch of money, so they treat them a lot better. But um. Um, people getting in, um, and it, it wouldn't be snitching because um, everybody knows that um, there, there's allegations about it. It's the same way they've been doing it, the same way they're going to continue doing it, the same way that it's going to be done in the future. Um, um, some CEOs are bringing in, some people, um, they got that leather suitcase, they call it booth in there. They still get up their hind parts in, which um, to each his own, I mean, they, they get in there, how they get in um, but um, on crazy stores, man, um, I say, yeah, people be having a cell phone. Um, sometimes they give you incentives, though. Like, if everything's been going good for a while, yeah, you ain't got too many COs getting hurt or too many inmates getting hurt, they, they might, um, you might can talk to to the warden or whatever. Like, oh, well, I got um, some people that uh, we, we got our people who send you the money, uh, uh, order um, this whole block pizza or the whole prison pizza or whatever. Uh, sometimes they do it for holidays. Um, Oh, but um, when you say a crazy story, my, one thing was when I was in PCDC, I don't know why this just this, this down on me, though. It's a it's a bad story, though. Um, my homeboy got a fight with one of my other homeboys, and he, he bit his thing off. Man. Wait. Crazy, man. His whole finger? No, yeah, no, nah, nah, his, his thing. It, it, not, oh. not a finger, his thing. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Sabrina. Like, when you say thing, thing. No. Forget you. I, I, I never want to go. Yeah, I don't know, man. It was just crazy. Did he live? Did he die? Uh, part of him died. Um, <laughs> physically, <laughs> literally, and spiritually, I believe. But, Emotionally, yeah. mentally, physically, financially. <laughs> <laughs> 
no, I feel like you would bleed out. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, man, yeah, man. It's a terrible place. Like I said, everybody's just stressed out, man. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I don't mean to laugh, but I'm like, I'm not trying to laugh either because golly. And you said the CEOs come around every 10 to 15 minutes. So I am, I don't see how people are fighting because the CEO should stop it. He said they're supposed to. He said they're oh. supposed to. So he definitely threw that disclaimer out there. And Sabrina, <laughs> just so you know, just a little, and then not just for Sabrina, really for all of our listeners. Um, how he mentioned earlier, like depending on if the block is it, I guess you could say somewhat behaving, you know, or are they on good terms with a CO? CO is just the abbreviation for correction officer, or are they tight with the warden? Like they can pay the warden to look out for certain things. Same way they would pay a, a CO, like, hey, wh what you need? Okay, so-and-so going to put this on your book, or they're going to cash app you because of either a letter that went home or a phone call that was made to say, hey, don't come by D block during this time. Don't come by this side of the dorm. Or if you hear some noise, just know that's us that's handling something, but we'll make sure we take care of you on the back end. Because a lot of these people, wow. um, as he mentioned, as he mentioned, where you go in there, you're like, oh, snap, like this seems chill or like, oh, this is this is where some of my peers are or some of the people I used to associate with or some of the people I went to school with. These are also right. some of the CEOs, right? These are some of the people who went to school who just happen to make different choices um, with their life. It's, I say weird, but it's at times where I'm looking at some of the law enforcement officers from my hometown who like, I would have never expected them to be a Polk County Sheriff, you know, or some of the people who used to clown Grady Judd in high school are like working right. for him now. And it's like, I would have never saw that. Um, and you, same way some people don't see, like, like I knew, they knew I was always, you know, going to church or a part of a church or whatnot, but for them to see me working for a church or doing certain things that I do now, some of them will look at me like I'm crazy, especially having now three out of my six, three out of my six brothers um, already have done different bids on various occasions. Some of them, one of them, he done did way too many. He done did four different bids, uh, prison bids. Like, it's just like, as if, you know, he don't get tired of it. Um, so it's, it happens, so to speak. Mm. Uh, that's another thing, like you said, um, uh, that was another thing I used to get a lot. Um, I got a good background. I've never been one of those bully type people or always just getting in trouble. A lot of things they used to say, I'm like, well, what are you doing in here? Man. And that, 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 that opened my mind up a lot. Like, I'm, I'm living the wrong life. Uh, the people in here that, 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 that I, I've been knowing to go in there and be in there a lot. Of, what are you doing in here? Like, did I open my eyes? Yeah, they're asking you. Um, that's something interesting that I will share with the listeners. So when my brother got locked up the first time, it was his, his first infraction for anything. And if you look at statistics, a lot of times when you look like my brother and I do, your first infraction, they don't care if it's your first time. It's like he said, some get a slap on the wrist, some get the cuff slap slapped on. And then CJ, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but in my mind, I feel like every time you went back, it was just a probation violation. It wasn't like you were doing new crimes, but they would get you on probation. Right, right. right. That probation, um, it's a pops told me it's a long time ago. He said, man, watch out because the last paycheck you try to give them, they're going to get you. And you know, he can't, he can't get too much past that, man. He, he done led his life um, 40 times over the average, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they, they got me on um, yeah, man, a lot of probation violations. Um, I think I did catch a couple more charges, but that's oh, okay. neither here nor there. That led to more probation, and I just can't beat that probation. But 
um, I, it, it's not a bad thing. Uh, it, it's good for structure, especially if you're going to try to live like the way they, they structure it for you. So, yeah, yeah. But, and it was hard, um, too, because you were growing up. So when my brother first got in trouble, he was 17. And then you probably stopped. Oh, yeah, you stopped getting in trouble around being like 27. So imagine turning 18 in jail. I don't think you turned 21 in jail, did you? Sure did. Oh, so two major birthdays. So his brain wasn't even fully developed. He's growing up as a man and in and out. Mm -hmm. I don't think the longest you ever did was maybe like a year and a half. You weren't in for more than a, two years at one time, were you ever? Uh-uh. Yeah, no, uh, so it was just back yeah. and forth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, when you said it, uh, that, that's another thing I think that messed me up mentally. Um, I, I missed a lot of good years, like my 18th, my 21st, and, and sometimes I catch myself still trying to, to live that life, but that, that's something that I, I, I've been lived through, but just because I, I was in a place I, I didn't want to be doesn't mean I got to come out here and try to make up for the lost time. And right. that's something that I've been getting into my mind mentally lately, like, now nah, you know what? It's over. I got to I gotta um, jump jump over this hurdle now instead of just trying to run the, run the race. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, this is good. I have so many more questions. Believe it or not, listeners, I know you are like, Sabrina, that's your brother, but my brother and I have never talked about these details. I think the most we've talked about, like, you told me that time you had a cellmate who was getting on your nerves and he kept asking <laughs> about coffee. That old white man, you're like, <laughs> literally, I might fight. And then I know one time you got in a fight with another, which makes me wonder about, like, are there gangs and jails? Is a race in the bag? Because you said it was like a big white dude and y'all are fighting and that's what happened to your shoulder mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I got a pinch. Oh, no, man. It's so crazy because he, he was an Aaron brother. Um, my, my, my roommate, he was trying to get down with the Aaron brother. And, you know, oh. that's the uh, white. Can you explain that? Gang. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, I was making sure, just so, so our listeners can know what that is. I got you. I got you. So that that white supremacist, which I didn't know. Um, I was really looking out for the guy when I came there. The first day I came there, I seen him. Um, he would get beat up. How you get beat up through a bar like the, the gates, the bars? They had him by the shirt and they punched him through. <laughs> a bar. That's wild. So, Oh yeah, man, man, it's it's crazy. So uh, he he ended up being my roommate. So after that, you know, I kind of. I started rocking with him, like, this is my roommate, you feel me? Um, I used to make sure he, he'll watch over myself, even though he wasn't a good guard dog. But, you know, y'all leave this man alone. But either way, his big mission was, he was like, I don't know how long. They used to call me CB because that's my um initial. So he was like, CB, I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but I never got what he was saying until this um this thing actually came to happen. But, yeah, um. He was uh he was getting cool with the white boys and what which I, I don't care who you mess with, you feel me? I, I was cool with a couple of them myself. But yeah, it ended up to be they were trying to um, initiate him into the gang and they end up leaving some of the gang knowledge and I, I was on um the D O T program. Uh, I was like, um I used to go out uh, in the in the, the real world and work on, on the roads and whatnot. So I came back, I seen a piece of paper, I'm not thinking nothing about it. Um they had just given out letters, not thinking nothing about it. Um, the um, the CEO came in there and I was like, oh, what is this? Now, thinking about it, it seemed like it's set up anyway, but I was like, what is this? They picked it up, this, uh, that, this is game later. Uh, I just kept doing what I was doing because in my mind, it ain't got nothing to do with me. I just came from work, you know? But they was like, yeah, man, uh, this, um, this is game related, this and that. I was like, well, give me 30 minutes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get the truth out of this because uh, that, that's um, Aaron Brother. How could I be Aaron Brother? So, yeah, they gave me a little bit of time, man. 
we worked it out and I didn't have to wear that trunk, but it did turn into me getting my back hurt or I was a big white man. So, but you fought, at least you fought and you didn't let him just beat you up. But I hate that, like now your shoulders, like always like, you know. Uh, yeah, I did that for the ancestors. Oh, for the ancestors. <laughs> for the bloodline. Come on, man. Don't act crazy. On the front line, okay? <laughs> Literally. I, I, I guess my, as we were coming towards the end, which this is great that CJ is being so social because when I told him, how long the podcast was, he was like, listen, my attention span is 10 minutes. I'll do my best. <laughs> so, yeah, you've been wonderful. You've been so open and I love that for us. Um, but I appreciate I, y'all No, anytime, literally. Uh, I'm curious and we can go, if Sharika and Evie have another question, but I'm just curious hearing all of this and I'll start. Sharika, Evie, do you think you could survive in a jail situation? For myself, the only thing that makes me nervous because I know I'm mouthy and I know even if I feel like I'm going to beat up, I'm going to stand 10 toes down, right? But because I am short and my voice is high pitched, I feel like I would automatically be a target. And that makes me sad. So because of that, I'm like, dang it, I don't think I could do time without getting in at least one or two fights because I feel like I would have to prove myself because people would just pick on me. The bad food, okay, I could like mentally get there. Um, what else did you talk about? Oh, you know, the thing that would get me in trouble, I would want to snitch on the COs because I'm like, y'all are supposed to be protecting us and y'all are bringing. No, that's and, a no-no. Yes, that's a no-no, CJ. That would get me. Yeah. It's about the principle. Like y'all are supposed to be protecting us and y'all are turning a blind eye and people are getting their butts bit. Like this is an injustice. I want to talk to the warden and next thing you know, I'm beat up. So. <laughs> I think let's rate it. Let's rate it on a scale of one to ten. CJ, you hearing that? One to ten. One being I won't make it. Ten being I wouldn't make it. How would I fare in jail? I would say, um, like you were saying, everybody got the 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 nine percent chance to make it. Um, you just gonna have to go through the ringer. Okay. You, know, uh, you got to go through the and then it's up to you whether you want to uh, fight to live or or not fight. And just just lose. Sharika Evie, live to fight, girl. Right, Sharika Evie, y'all making it or or not? Um, probably not making it. One, I don't know about the living conditions. Already sound, you know, precarious at best. Um, you know, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna make it, just because one, I I just I don't think I have the fight in me. I have a fight. I have a, a, a some fight, but like CJ was saying, you can't just fight and leave. You got to be stuck here with the people. And I don't know how much fight I got. I don't know if I can keep on fighting. So um, I'm going with the the unsanitariness of the situation would take me out. The not good food number two because I'm a very picky eater. Number three. Um, I might get myself in a fight, but I don't only got but so much fight in me. I'm not fighting all day, and then I'm just probably giving up. So the Lord just gonna have to take me. And so yeah, I don't don't think I'm making it. Yeah, so I, got I, would say, I would say for me, um, I think I I think I would, though I wouldn't want to. Um, there's okay. nothing in me that wants to experience what I've seen my siblings, my cousins, homeboys, homegirls um, have to go through time and time again. 
um, not necessarily because they're family, but because of, I just know the, I guess you could say the origins of what jail and prison is all about. Like it's literally just this sense of control. Now, should there be consequences for some of the actions um, or decisions that people make? Absolutely. But there's also better ways for people to be, I guess you could say fully restored or made right or amends made. And we'll discuss some of those um, things during the expound segment. Um, but I think some of the stuff that y'all mentioned, like, I think, you know, if you, if you experience camp as a kid, you know, you won't like it, but you'll be able to make it happen. <laughs> whether it be food, whether it be, whether it be food, whether it be cabins, whether it be people who you don't know and you got to live with, um, you know, so like it wouldn't be the best, I would say, but I think more people than wow. not can experience it or make it happen. I, I got to CJ's response and rebuttal based on the things that we said. Um, you said you want to hear my response on this. Like, do you think, um, I already feel like my defeatist spirit just already said I'm not going to make it, but what would your advice be? CJ, they taking all her food and they making sure... <laughs> They taking Sharika food and they're gonna make sure that people putting money on her on, on her tab, on her account, on her books. Right. They're gonna make her order yeah. everything out of the canteen for her, for them. But, but before you get to see it, but um no, it, 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 like I said, it'd it be people in there like me, like I was saying. Um I, I got faith in that. It's just how you carry yourself. Um as long as you you can stand on your your own, you feel me, you just don't go for each and everything that that's given to you, you know. Um um, like like Sus was saying, it is people with annoying characteristics, but you know, um, that also comes with. Uh, and what she was saying was like, her, oh yeah, your voice and whatnot. But people that get over there, uh, some people characteristics are just uh, obnoxiousness, and they'll they'll learn eventually uh, who and when to be obnoxious. You know, right, um, right. It's observation. Um, like bro was saying, it's about like um we've been to camp. It's about the same, the open dorms. You feel me? The cafeteria food. Um, it, it's really it's really just life and what you make it on. Right, right. Really. Listen, from what you said, I need to. If I ever get in trouble, I don't need to do any of it. But if I ever get in trouble, I hope it's federally. Cause you said the federal prison, they got the money, they got the TVs, and air conditioning. <laughs> I remember one time yeah. I went to see my brother, and it was so cold. And he told me it was so cold in there. I was like, this is a travesty. People not stand. Yeah. What's some federal? Federal crimes just means you've done it in multiple states or? No, no, no. Uh, FBI. Yeah. Nah, let me not even Those, think about Especially it. so them people are, so there's a lot of rich people, hot, like, you know, what they call them? Blue, not the blue oh, collar. Oh, the blue collar crime. White, oh, so collar, white the, collar crime. Okay, okay. That's where they are. Uh, they just got a lot of money. Um, a lot of um, when you go federal, uh, you got a, a lot going on. Like you're not just a, a thousandaire. You're probably close to a millionaire, and you ain't paying uh, no tax. You got too many guns. Um, too, too much money, too much guns, and too many drugs. You'll go fed. Okay. There we wow. go. Well, I can't even commit a federal crime. I'm too. I'm too lower middle class for that. I won't commit any. I shouldn't make jokes about that. But I am very thankful, CJ, that you shared this. And when we talk about being our best selves, it's not just about, okay, I there are two uh, forks in the road and which one should I go? I think it's also about living out the fullness 
of what the Holy Spirit calls us to do, right? And it says, do not forget those who are in prison. So even if you can send any letter, right? You can look them up online. You don't have to put your name if you're like, I don't want to go back and forth. If Just find a way, even if it's just one time in 2024, because as CJ said, you could like really make someone's day. You could stop a riot from happening. I don't know. <laughs> like help. <I> know. <laughs> um, Sharika, EB, any thoughts before we go to our scripture? I mean, I, I'm thankful that you shared um, CJ, there's so much to consider that people probably don't think of. And um, at the end of the day, I think my thoughts are regardless, like anybody can be one step away from finding themselves in an unfortunate situation. Right. And at the end of the day, um, people need to remember that these are human beings. And I, I stand behind anybody who's trying to make that situation better for them. Like people should not have to deal with some of the things that come with um, being in jail even you know even though they've done something wrong that doesn't mean they should be treated less than human and just some of those situations and not providing proper food for people and just treating them less than human is um something we really got to get fixed because anybody could mess up anybody can make mistakes and that makes that doesn't make them less than deserving of decent treatment. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I would say um, one. You know, CJ, thank you for sharing a glimpse of your story. And I know that's not who, um, in a sense, that doesn't define you, who you are, by some of the stuff that you've been through. You are still who you are, um, and God has a great purpose for you, just like he has a purpose for all of our listeners. Um, of course, like I mentioned earlier, some of the choices that you make sometimes have some form of consequences for the decisions. Um, that's the outcome. But, you know, similar to what has already been shared, if you have somebody who's locked up, you have somebody who's incarcerated, if you have somebody who is going through a situation, there is so many ways that you can be present. I know for some of us, we're like, well, I don't even know how to show up. I don't know how to be a support for them. For some, it might be just showing up in the courtroom to letting them know they're not going through this journey alone. Like I can just think of countless friends and family where just seeing an extra face or seeing a face of someone who they know or somebody they're familiar with gives them a sense of peace or comfort that you know only in a sense God can in a sense provide. But I believe God has placed us to walk through life with other people. So just find ways to be present. And as Sabrina mentioned, whether it's a letter, whether it's an email, whether it's a couple of dollars, like just committing to like, okay, I only can do something for one person, but I'm going to commit to skip out on that Chick-fil-A or that Starbucks or whatever, because I got coffee or food at home where I'll make sure I contribute something to this person's tab. Or maybe it's getting a group of friends together. And I'm only saying this because there's, whether it's jail, or whether it's prison, like there's tabs that people pay, there's fees that people have. And depending on how certain things are set up, sometimes that money is even taken before they see it. Like, I remember at times where I'm sending money to my brother and then he was like, yeah, I never had it because, you know, I owe $2 a day, essentially. Like, at least that's how it was in Polk County, where he's owing $2 a day for just being in there. So if he goes, in a sense, 10, 15 days and nobody put money on his books, now he has his debt. So whatever you do send, it got to be over that amount. So when they do have some form of credit, they hurry up and order something from the canteen so that they can make they swell cakes or their steak cakes or they can order food that they um, want. And so... Just find ways to support people who are incarcerated. Um, we know that people aren't defined by the choices that they make. God has a greater purpose for all of us. Again, CJ, thank you for sharing just a part of your story. Mm -hmm. I appreciate thank that. 
CJ, you're not quite free yet. I'm going to do a scripture funny. Evie's going to expound and then we have a recommend for the people. But something Evie and Sharika shared sparked spark this last little thought in me for you, CJ. I believe that if someone's done their time, they've done their time. Like when you're a kid and you get a whooping, you get that one whooping. They don't keep whooping you for the next three months for that one thing. If they do, that's wild. You might get it because you did something else every day for three months, but you know what I'm saying? So for me, once someone's yeah. out, they've done their time. And CJ made a joke when, before we hopped on and he was like, felon is something, but like, okay, <laughs> he had a charge. He's done his time. CJ, do you feel like now where you're at in life, you can just outlive that, that title of felon because you're not just that. You're Dolly and Clarence's son. You're my brother. You know, you know who you are in Christ. So do you feel like, yeah, I don't be letting it. Or do you feel like the world still is constantly trying to make you do your time in another sense? Because I know sometimes getting a job can be hard for people who've done time and et cetera. Now the joke earlier was um, it can't be on it got to be in you, but um, um, <laughs> I feel like I have I feel like I have pushed past all that. Um, mm. I'm definitely in a different mental state, you know, um, um, physical state, you feel me, spiritual state, emotional state. All, all that um, I was back when I was younger, but um, like I said, I also did a lot to build um, more onto my character. But it is it is certain places that it weighs down, but. With the building up of stuff, you know, that that helps you be stronger on what's weighing down. So I can't even let that be an anchor for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. I love you so much. And I'm glad that I got to Thank hear you. this perspective um, from you. Um, our scripture today, we're back in the Old Testament, Second Kings 14. This is set around the time where, you know, they were always going to war. Speaking of wars, they were just always fighting. And this is infighting. This is like Judah against uh itself like israel was fighting against israel right and so we have verses 9 through 10 where um one king had just won this great battle so he's like feeling very puffed up and he's like well i'm gonna go tell this other king what's good square up basically and that's where we start so joash king of israel replied to amaziah king of judah one day, a thistle in Lebanon sent word to a cedar in Lebanon, give your daughter to my son in marriage. But then a wild animal of Lebanon passed by and stepped on the thistle, crushing it. Just because you've defeated Edom in battle, you now think you're a big shot. Go away and be proud, but stay home. Why press your luck? Why bring defeat on yourself and Judah? And y'all, I just thought that was wonderful. He was like, listen, you won your little battle over there. But don't come over here. And do you think he listened? He didn't. He went to fight him anyway. And do you think he won? He didn't. <laughs> I was just like laughing. I was like, let this be a lesson to us all. Don't bite off more than you can chew, okay? When God lets okay. you win your battle, take your win before you take your L, right? They always say pride comes before the fall. It just made me laugh the way the message phrased it, the way he gave him a little story beforehand, called homeboy a thistle. And he wasn't even going to fight him back. He was just like, listen, go, don't be prideful. Enjoy what you just won. But if you come over here, I'm going to whoop you. And he definitely did. So that's what we have today. EB, what are you expounding on? Oh, CJ, did you, did you want to comment on the scripture? 
Oh, no, no, I was just saying respectfully. Yeah, that's right. Right, respectfully. Uh, EB. <laughs> or disrespectfully, however you want to take it. Exactly. <laughs> so I am expounding on something that I hope happened to everybody. Well, not everybody. Let me tell you about it. Well, one of the things I'm commenting on, I would hope happened to everybody who's ever been um, convicted of a crime. And I would say convicted of a crime and who have lost their voting rights. Um, but this is more so geared to the state that I reside in, in the state of Florida. Since January the 1st, there have only been two clemency meetings held this year, with the last meeting taking place 197 days ago. There is still, still no word on when the next one will happen. The clemency board has yet to discuss any future meetings. Clemency, for those who don't know, is the only way for Floridians to restore their voting rights if they are not eligible under the Fourth Amendment. Creating an inclusive democracy is the duty of each and everybody. Now, we know right now our governor is trying to become the next president of the United States. We also know the way that it looks. He has no chance. We also know that there's a possibility if he were to restore the rights of people who um, who have, I guess, lost their rights for whatever reasons on a time or another, there's a possibility that his seat of governorship might be, um, I guess you could say, in question, where he might not win the next election as governor. It just sucks that people have to go through these games, um, I would say, with politicians. Speaking of somebody who um, I, I'm not fully, I won't say, I don't know this person yet, um, probably will never get to meet her, um, but, but who might not have their voting rights restored anytime soon because of what likely will happen to them is by the name, you probably will know their ethnicity, but it is what it is. Lanisha Chantrice Henderson. This sister is 26 years old. And for whatever reason, because we talked a little bit about it, because somebody said they probably will want a federal crime or a federal charge. Well, I can tell you that she will likely be going to federal prison after being arrested for pouring gasoline um, around the house of the late great Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, and she has been charged with criminal attempt arson and criminal attempt interference with government property. Because if you don't know, of course, the government has made Martin Luther King's birth or childhood home a, I guess you could say, a historical landmark. And this lady was just at Hill Island. Um, the part that did frustrate me where there are people who look like me who are just watching and seeing like, oh, maybe she's watering it. Now it is in a gas can. Most people can kind of smell gas, but people who look like me were just watching, but it happened to be two off-duty um, New York Police Department officers who were visiting the area and also some people from Utah who smelt the gas and basically detained her, slammed on the ground, all that good stuff until Atlanta police came um, and they, of course, whisked her away. Um, I don't know what she got going on. I don't know what her mental health is. I don't know what her emotional state is. I don't know if the King family did something to her that made her pissed off to want to go burn down that house. But what I do know is that it's going to be hard for her as a black lady in this country to beat those charges. So I don't know how the cookie will fully crumble on her end, but I know it's highly unlikely that she's going to beat them just because of what happened and because it's literally caught on camera. Like it's just red handed. Like it ain't no, uh, unless you just got a great lawyer, then I don't know how she how she beating that? So a black um, lady. Yeah, black lady. Oh lord. Yeah, it's Dang. yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. Dang. 
Be your own people. That's what they say, right? Be your own people. Your own people. Oh, girl. Embarrassing. All, all, all skin folk ain't kin folk. Okay. so true. Because I definitely <laughs> claiming all these people. And it just, like, part of me is like, what would happen if she would have engulfed it in flames? Like, could y'all imagine, like, that not being part of, I get not just American history, because we all know the importance of what MLK did, in a sense. But, like, it wouldn't, like, Atlanta would be so different. Like, because that, I, think, I don't know, that would just be crazy. crazy. That's I crazy. think the answer to um, pour some of the, the, the files on her, too, she would have had to burn, too. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That probably would have happened for real. Okay. She wouldn't have been quick <laughs> enough to get out of there. <laughs> Yeah, so which I recommend it for the people, man, as we as we wrap up. <laughs> My recommends is that Dashing Through the Snow. It was such a cute movie. Ludacris can act. I just found it to be delightful. It's on Hulu, but I'm sure it's other places too. So I saw this movie on Netflix called Family Switch. It's almost like Freaky Friday, but it's, um, if you remember that, whether it's the old, old version or the Jamie Lee Curtis and um, Lindsay Lohan, basically, uh, the mother in, in the Freaky Friday, the mother and daughter switch bodies. Well, this one is a Christmas one about a family switch. And so, and it's not just the mother and daughter, it's the whole family kind of switch bodies. So I'm going to check that out this weekend. So if you guys want a Christmas movie to watch for the family, I recommend that. I haven't seen it. So if it's trash, it's trash. And I, I got no nothing to do with that, but it looked cute to me on the little trailer. So I'm going to check it out this weekend. Um, CJ, you got anything for the people? Yeah, um, um, it's a movie I've seen a couple of days ago. It's called The Creator. Uh, it, um, it's about um, AI versus mankind, you know, and that, that's something big to most um, people that think crazy about things like that. But I use those movies to, uh, to apply to different aspects of life. So, yeah, um, check it out. It's called The Creator. And uh, pretty decent. Definitely the creator. Is that on Netflix or Hulu or help us out? Uh, a website called fmovies.cc, I think. Let's go, fmovies. Okay, the creator, check it out. And then, so for me, I got something that kind of gears towards a little bit of what we talked about, but it's on Netflix. It's called Trial for. Um, it's a young kid who, um, by the name of Sean K. Ellis, who was arrested for killing a cop. Um, but he was charged as a teen in 1993, spent about 20 or so years in prison, only to find out that, of course, as usual, he didn't do it. Um, and then they, of course, only offered it. I say only, but they only offered him like 16 million. But now he's taking his life, his talents, his work, um, trying to not be institutionalized or let that be a defining moment of his life in a sense of for negativity, but for good by fighting to prove not only his incident, but also exposing just the police corruption corruption and systemic racism that continues to happen um, just around the world. And the part that also sucks um, towards the end of it, it just shows or highlights um, or it talks the stories of so many people in Boston who now, as they kind of, I guess you could say exonerate people, they're trying to fight to lift the cap because the city, or I'm sorry, the state of Massachusetts have a cap that nobody can get over a million dollars after his situation. Um, so they're trying to fight that and then give people, which I don't know what it would do for most people, 
who get out of jail. Like, of course, every every dollar counts, right? Every dollar is something, but it's not helping me as an individual when you say, hey, here's $6,000 to get back on your feet and we'll try to support you, especially when you're not fully um, either sealing uh, my, my record or it's taking time for me to get this off of my record, which never makes sense to me how some of these things can happen where somebody could be, I think he got released in like 20, 16 to 17, but he got released, but didn't get paid until like 2022 or something like that. And then it was still on his record until the settlement was in full. And some of these cases, they settle with people, but they say, hey, we'll still keep this on your record. But that doesn't help a person in a sense fully get back into, I guess you could say society um, as as a whole, as they're still trying to figure out life, especially when somebody's like, oh, you have, you're a convicted fella? Oh, what did you do? Oh, I murdered somebody. Oh yeah, you can definitely work here. Um, so yeah. It, that, that just sucks that people still have to go through those um, wrongful convictions in this world. And then last but not least, I do have something else, not necessarily to recommend, but I should have expounded on it. There was a lady who got mad at another lady at a Chipotle um, where she threw a burrito into the face, allegedly. Um, I didn't see the video, but she threw a video uh, a burrito into the face of the worker. She went to court, of course, and then the judge did something interesting um, where he told her she got two options. You either do 90 days in jail, so a whole basically probationary period for a new job, or 60 days in a sense of volunteering slash working, however they work it out, at the Chipotle. Which one are you choosing? So I, I would hope everybody would say, give me those 60 days at Chipotle, especially <laughs> if you're paying me. Um, but that's what she chose. She chose to go with the 60 days. She said, I'll try my best to walk in her shoes. But it was just interesting that that judge took it upon himself to say, I don't know what 90 days will really show you for this simple assault. Um, um, even though you'd be, would be like, you're doing both. Like I'm gonna throw you in jail for 90 days and you have to work there. Um, but that's just me. I'm that, and maybe that's why I'm not the judge, but that's what I got. I think he should have, I think he should have let her get the, um, burrito thrown in her face. As exactly. Well. I think that should a part of the, the, the punishment. Exactly. Because if I'm the worker now, I'm going to jail. Thank you for the heads up of how I can survive because I'm fighting. <laughs> how dare you? I would say, I'm wondering, cause from what I understand, it's a manager and a lot of people was, a lot of Chipotle workers were at the courtroom in support of the manager. Cause they, you know, felt some type of way. And we all probably had leaders in our life, whether it be pastors, whether it be coaches, whether it be teachers, for some of us, if listeners, it might be your parents, but somebody who you will ride for. And that's what we talked about earlier about being present in certain courtrooms. So now I'm interested, like if she's going to that Chipotle, like how will work be for her? Because that's one that you'll be like, oh, we can't wait. You clock out. Like we, we're in the back. Like, Girl, you scrubbing every out. toilet. You doing everything. Like, oh, you got bathroom. You got trash duty. Yeah. That's you. These you need 60 days. Um, but it was just interesting because not all judges even find ways to I guess you could say find middle ground with, I guess I'll say with criminals or with people who have, who committed crimes, you know, but it's just crazy in the world that we live. So that's how we got for y'all um, this week on the kickback. Anything else y'all want to close out with? Not for me. Thanks again, CJ. Love you so yes, much. Thank you, CJ. I, mean, I appreciate y'all. Yeah, thank y'all too. Um, uh, uh, clean, clean, cleanliness in jail them. Make sure they have cleanliness. I forgot to mention that, but yeah. <laughs> We're going to recommend that. Make sure, yeah, go, go clean the jail. <laughs> um, but that's all we got for y'all for this episode of The Kickback. And if there was a challenge as you're thinking about 2024, again, we've already mentioned it, find people 
who are in jail or in prison who you can support or find ways just because there are, at least in Florida, I can't speak for everywhere, but I'm sure there are in other places, but I know there are in Florida. There are also a lot of juvenile diversion programs where maybe you're like, I don't really want to write a letter or I don't have nobody I can write a letter to. Or I don't know nobody who locked up in prison where I can send money to and I'm not really just trying to send it to a random person. I would challenge you to find a way to either be a mentor in some way, shape or form or find a way to connect with a jail diversion or juvenile diversion program in your community to pour into the youth um, in some way, shape or form. So that's all we got for you this week. As always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.